Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and the divisional round is in the books, just another week of football. We are closer to the Super Bowl and the season being ending. Kind of sad, but we got four teams still with something to play for at the end of the day. Ah. Uh, Games weren't as good as the wild card, in my opinion, and that's just not because my Dolphins weren't a part of it. Uh, a lot of games, the weren't even close. We'll get to that. Uh, this episode, though, just going to be me. Again, my shitty work schedule. We got a big storm coming. Uh, so, yeah, just going to be me today. Not looking forward to that storm. It is what it is, though. Uh, so, yeah, just going to kind of go over the divisional games and then talk about those championship games. I think I might have mentioned that I was going to do, like, a QB carousel type segment or part of the episode at some point. I think I'm just going to save everything for the off season right now because, again, there's a lot to talk about, plus not a lot to talk about in the off season. So I should probably save the things that might be interesting to talk about. Probably makes it easier to do a podcast when there's no football actually going on. Uh, before we get into the divisional game re- recap, a uh, few notes from this past week. Uh, the Patriots have found their new offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien is back in the Patriots organization. Used to coach there before, before going to Penn State and then coming back and coaching the Texans. Uh I personally like the hire. I always thought Bill O'Brien was a good coach in the NFL. Not a good GM. He basically ruined the Texans organization. I mean, not really. They have a bunch of shitty people there, but that Hopkins trade was ridiculous, and that's what ran Watson out of town, which honestly might have been for the best. Um, My one issue with the hiring, it doesn't seem like Bill Belichick knows how to hire anyone other than people who have previously worked for the Patriots. Hasn't really seemed to matter. Again, he's not hiring, at least he's not hiring defensive coordinators to run his offensive staffs anymore. So I guess it's an upgrade. It is an upgrade. I I won't be that hard. Um, Other notes, uh, Jeff Bezos is looking to sell the New York Post in order to buy the Washington Commanders. Uh, If you're a Commanders fan, this is obviously huge news. Like, you have one of the richest men in the world uh, who are about to purchase your team. And, I mean, I've talked about the Broncos with the Walton family who own Walmart, where, yeah, they basically have an unlimited supply of money. Jeff Bezos is... I don't know this for a fact, but I think he has way more money than the Walton family. At least, I mean, as an individual, he has more money than an entire family, so... Yeah, the Commanders are going to basically be able to do whatever they want. They'll get an upgraded field. Uh, So things are looking up. Again, this isn't confirmed, but more than likely anyways. Uh, And since I can't not talk about the Dolphins, Josh Boyer, our defensive coordinator, has been fired. Uh, Yeah, that cover zero shit just didn't work anymore. And I know that's what I named my podcast. Not because of this man and not because of what the Dolphins defense did. 
that would be absolutely shameful if I named my podcast after that defense. Not a chance, but, um, well, technically it is after the cover zero defense, but just not Josh Boyer. Josh Boyer sucks. You don't use it this often. That's why it's the least in the best way possible. But he is gone. So now uh, Vic Fangio uh, hopefully is our next defensive coordinator. Um, Vic Fangio is just a stud. He's a stud everywhere he's been. His defenses have always been top 10, top 5 easily. Uh, Another team that is looking at Fangio, though, is the Eagles. This is obviously if the Eagles lose their... uh, defensive coordinator themselves if he gets a head coaching position i think that's a justin gannon um so they would heavily be after fangio but hopefully no one hires gannon and fangio is a dolphin uh but yeah other than that let's get to the uh divisional recap okay starting with the first game of the weekend it was that jags kansas city game uh jags 20 kansas city 27 There was a point in this game where I thought, oh no, Patrick Mahomes is hurt. The Jags are now going to win this game. It's going to be big cats in the AFC Championship game. It's going to be Bengals. It's going to be Jags. And no, Pat Mahomes on a busted ankle. It did not matter. I think at the end of the game, he has a high ankle sprain. I think he's going to be fine going into the AFC Championship game uh, this weekend personally. But even when he was out... uh, Dolphins legend Chad Henney uh, managed to muster a 98-yard drive for a touchdown. It really just doesn't matter who's quarterbacking the Chiefs. That's not a slight to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, It's just Andy Reid, amazing coach. They have so many weapons. And I mean, I'm going to touch on that when I do the the championship preview. It's just Every team is just loaded with weapons that made it there. But, uh, yeah, the Chiefs just have too many weapons you can't stop. The Jags, come on. Like, they weren't really contenders at the end of the day. It was a nice story, but this Chiefs team is for real. This offense is... I think I said it earlier. I know I definitely clipped something on TikTok, but I said that this Chiefs offense scares me more than those offenses with Tyreek when Mahomes won his first MVP. Not saying I was right, but I was definitely right after kind of doubting the Chiefs going into the season. But all that matters is my latest take. And yeah, this Chiefs offense is fucking deadly. Who would have thought? Um, One last note for the Chiefs. Frank Clark now has 12 career playoff sacks. That puts him fourth all time uh, behind guys like Terrell Suggs. With 12 and a half, Bruce Smith, 14 and a half, and Patriots legend Willie McGinnis at 16. Willie McGinnis, you might have heard that name recently for also getting in a fight at a restaurant for I think someone slept with his wife or something like that. But yeah, uh, Frank Clark, not one of the most prolific edge rushers, I mean, literally ever. He's good, he's had a good career, but that just kind of shows the. the these Chiefs have had their dominant stretches, and I should have mentioned this, but five straight AFC Championship games for them. Obviously, only having one Super Bowl and two Super Bowl appearances in that time. Not the best. Again, I will talk about that matchup very shortly, but right now, 
Chiefs looking great. Uh, moving over to the Jags, though, their Cinderella story is done. Uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, it just couldn't happen. He's got that Cinderella hair, but yeah, didn't end. Didn't end great. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was never their game. It was never a game for the Jags to come into Kansas City, beat them. Just not, not their year. It's a great story from the Jags, but had to end here. Um, This Jags team, though, is building. They are rising, um, and they're a team that's rising in a failing AFC South right now. I mean, you got the Colts and the Texans both picking in the top five, literally at stage one of a rebuild. Um, And then you have the Titans, who probably are about to start a rebuild. I don't know if they're going to try to push for one more year. We'll see. Again, it doesn't look... They won't be able to compete with any of these really great AFC teams. But yeah, this is really the Jags division right now. Uh, They just got to keep building. This offense will look to build. It looked great year one. I mean, ETN coming back for another year. Obviously, he looks like he's a stud. Trevor Lawrence is obviously... I mean, I think he's better than Justin Herbert personally. QB rankings will be fun in the offseason. That'll be a good talk. Uh, and yeah, Doug Doug Peterson at head coach. They got a, They have a foundation now. This is something for the Jags. It's not like 2017 again where it's like we had that run and then it's just going to all come crumbling down again. It looks like they're going to finally have some sustained success. Um, Last note for the Jags though. Uh, Evan Ingram, who had his breakout season for them. He's going to be a free agent. I think they're definitely going to be looking to bring him back. I think Jawan Taylor is also a free agent. Uh, So the Jags definitely have to re-sign some guys. It's not all, yep, we're just going to run it back with the same guys. They'll have to replace um, Trent Baalke is the GM. Don't know how much faith I really have in him after his Niners years. Uh but again, this is great year for the Jags. Looking forward to what they can do in the offseason and going into next year. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Try to keep them out of the AFC Championship games. It's You kind of can't. And now we'll go to a game. Uh, not even close. Uh, Giants 7, Eagles 38. I was definitely drinking the Giants Kool-Aid. I thought I bought into them. And the Giants, they had a great season. I'm not going to discredit them, but I thought their defense was just a little bit better than they were. And I was kind of overlooking the Eagles and just how great of a team they are. are. But let's just get into it. Let's start with the Eagles. Uh, Yeah, again, I just said it. The Eagles were just clearly the better team in literally every single aspect on paper and in the game, it was it wasn't even close. You, they couldn't. I mean, the score just shows it. It was twenty-eight nothing going into halftime. Um, there's not really a ton to say about the Eagles. They look good again. This Giants team, they had a great run. I'll get into the Giants in a bit, but the Eagles. It's literally just every level of their team is good to great you got their offensive line stacked across the board they got a great running back room their wide receivers and aj brown devonta smith 
Dallas Goddard will just throw him in as like in that receiving group. The running backs, Miles Sanders had a breakout year. Boston Scott is literally the Giants killer. He scores. Oh, I should have probably looked that up, but he scores. I think more, well, more than half of his career touchdowns have been against the Giants, uh, and he did it again in this game because, of course, he did. Uh, Jalen Hurts at quarterback, stud. The defense, Darius Slay, James Bradbury at corner, studs. The defensive line group is great. It's just there's not a weak spot on the Eagles. And, I mean, we can say, oh, it's the run defense, but that's kind of all the Giants can do. They have a run-based offense, and the Eagles completely shut them down. They have a tough test next week with that Niners run game. Won't get into that right now, but... Not a lot you can say about the Eagles. I will say I am wearing my Eagles jersey. I am officially on the Eagles bandwagon going forward now. Not just because I have a $50 bet to win $1,000 on them if they win the Super Bowl. Maybe it just is. I don't know. But I can't not back the Eagles now. Fuck, they're going to win me a ton of money, hopefully. So... This is just a really good Eagles team. It's hard to pick out flaws because they literally haven't lost many games. And the games they have lost, it's because they haven't had their starting quarterback or whatever. Um, The Giants, though. Great season. Kind of like the Jags, where no one really expected you to be here. People said, oh, the Jags can maybe win this division as kind of like a dark horse. No one had the Giants making the playoffs. Not a single person. I'd still love for anyone to find me someone who said on TikTok or Twitter or something that they had the Giants making the playoffs. Um, so great season. The fact that they made it to the to to the divisional, they won a playoff game. Yes, it was against the really overrated Vikings team, but I mean, I clearly overrated the Giants because I thought they were gonna stay within the spread. Um, but yeah, great season Giants it looks like you have found your coach a lot of questions going into the offseason though Daniel Jones I think they're gonna have to sign him to an extension it's hard to find good quarterback play there are a lot of QB needy teams currently the Giants are technically one of them with Daniel Jones being an impending free agent I think they're gonna have to give him an extension I don't think it can be for too much guaranteed money I don't know what that market really even is. It's for a guy who we're kind of in uncharted territory for QB contracts like market. Because there are a bunch of guys who you're a starter in this league. But that's just because there's maybe only or not starters. I should actually no, Yes. NFL starters. But you won't win me a Super Bowl. There's only a handful of quarterbacks in this league that can really win a team a Super Bowl. And everyone else needs really good supporting talent around them. Obviously, everyone needs really good supporting talent on them to win a Super Bowl. But there's guys, and I mean, we'll talk about them in a talk about this team in a bit. Bit, but Dak and the Cowboys, like you need to be. He's getting paid forty million a year, and for what? So. I don't know. Daniel Jones kind of an unknown territory. I think he'll get 35 mil. I don't know what the guarantees will be. I'm not sold on him really. Uh, Saquon Barkley, does he maybe get tagged and traded? He needs to get re-signed. Uh, one interesting hypothetical I saw out there was uh, 
do the Giants actually draft Bijan Robinson and then tag and trade Barkley for whatever? I think that would be interesting. It would just basically assure the Giants hopefully get another five years of like elite running back play. I know Saquon was hurt for a decent amount of his time with the Giants, but elite running back play does matter at the end of the day. It is does seem like it's a big thing for the Giants, but... They got it. They have money. They should should be able to do it all. Uh, yeah, looking forward to see seeing what they can do. It's a tough division, though. Uh, yeah, all in on Brian Dable, though. That man is fantastic. And moving on to the Sunday games. Uh, we'll start with this one. Bengals 27, Bills 10. I asked the Bengals last week... Is it too hard to, you know, just win a regular playoff game where I don't have any questions in my mind about what I think of this team? They did it. They did it. I have no questions about the Bengals at this time. It, it, they killed them. It wasn't even close. Uh, we'll talk about the Bills in a bit. This is the Bengals' time to shine. It is their moment. They beat the team who I thought was going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and they did it. Easily. The defense absolutely crushed it. Uh, I talked about him earlier in the season. Lou Anaromo. He's going to get head coaching jobs at the end of this season. They're doing... Yeah, they just killed it. Like, I don't know. They just completely outmatched the Bills in every aspect. Um, Yeah, the... Fuck, I have I don't have a lot to say. It's yeah. The, the Bengals just looked great. Uh Joe Burrow also is now firmly a top three quarterback in the NFL. No ifs, ands, or buts. If anyone tells you differently, they're just flat out wrong. Top three in the NFL. That man is elite. Behind a decimated offensive line. I'm gonna talk about that Bills defensive line in a bit, because holy fuck, man. But uh one last thing with the Bengals too, uh, Eli Apple, after, I mean, getting drafted highly with the Giants, falling out of favor, going to the Saints, not looking good, spent two days on the Panthers, and then all of a sudden he's in back-to-back AFC Championship games with the Bengals. Not saying he's good, but good for Eli Apple. He's not great at football. It's not a great corner, but damn, is that man funny. He absolutely went after Diggs on Twitter. Uh, if you didn't watch the game, Stephon Diggs visibly mad at the whole overall performance where, yeah, if you're a competitor, of course you're going to be mad because that was an embarrassing performance by the Bills on every aspect. Um, yeah, and Eli Apple just absolutely destroyed him on Twitter. Uh, he quote tweeted Stefan Diggs multiple times. Uh, one of them, Cancun on three after Diggs tweeted, it's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result. Uh, also told him that him and Allen need a couples counseling. So Eli Apple, maybe not the best corner in the NFL, but he's everyone hates him, but he plays his role perfectly. Uh, let's get to these fucking bills, though, man. Uh, to start off, Superman didn't show up for you. Josh Allen didn't have one of those spectacular Josh Allen games, and 
No one else decided to show up. Um, the Bills just couldn't flip that switch, and it's the reason why they lost. And I mean, classic Buffalo, it's just major expectations, and it all comes crumbling down again. Uh, yeah, I, again, I don't think this is Josh Allen's fault. Josh Allen is still a an elite quarterback in this league. He is a part of that top three with Mahomes and Burrow soundly uh but they just can't rely on him to do everything himself he led the team in rushing yards again uh yeah did he miss a couple throws of course he did but you can't expect him to do everything you can't expect him to always be be the guy and always be on does he need to be better at moments for sure but that game was not on him that was on the defense completely. Uh, I'm going to call out that defensive line. What the fuck? Like, you guys are talented. I know they don't have Von Miller, but come on. This was a Bengals offensive line that was missing three of the five starters, and Joe Burrow was completely fine. The Bengals just absolutely crushed their game plan. The defensive line expected to win their matchups going into this game. They showed zero effort. It was embarrassing to watch. Uh, Ed Oliver and Greg Russo need to be called out. They're great young players. They're building, but come on. Like, show up. They did not show up at all. The Bengals' O-line absolutely dominated them with backups. Great for those backups. I wish I knew their names. Probably should, but is what it is. Um... Other things about this game, the Bills completely ruined a home playoff game in the snow. You know how valuable those are? A home playoff game and there's snow. And not even like, oh, it was a blizzard and there was wind. No, it was just a nice snowfall. Snow was accumulating. The field was white. Yeah, and they just ruined it. Absolutely ruined it. Um... Yeah, another thing from that game, I, there, were, there were Bills fans complaining that the Bengals wearing white in the snow was unfair and cheating. So, uh, two things that the Bills have complained about this season, snow and the sun. So, way to go, Bills fans. Uh, yeah, Bills fans, I don't know, going in the next offseason now, Josh Allen's extension has now kicked in. That is a big cap hit. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer, Roger Saffold, all, all free agents. And they have another key free agents, couple key free agents too. A lot of depth guys that are free agents. They don't have a lot of cap to begin with. It's going to be a tough offseason, obviously, with Allen and Diggs. And they still got a lot of building blocks on the defense. They're still contenders, obviously. But it just got a lot harder to win that Super Bowl. Uh, Josh Allen is now off the rookie contract, and yeah, let's see. Let's see what Brandon Bean can do as a GM. Hasn't been great lately. He needs an absolute killer of an offseason to be able to continue to contend. And last game of the championship weekend. Uh, I don't even know. This is just the, the ending of the atrocious. We'll get to it. Dallas 12, Niners 19. Let's just start with the Niners. Uh, Brock Purdy, this is the best team he has beaten so far in his career. 
I I think he's now eight and zero as a starter. He's good. He's been great. I don't have a lot of questions about him right now. Every time I'm like, okay, let's see, let's do it, Brock Purdy. He's delivered. Ah, uh, and this Niners team is just great on every single level. Um, we'll talk about the defense though to start. Absolutely incredible. Just shut down the Cowboys. Dak was frustrated all night. Had some bad turnovers, but. I want to talk about a guy who probably doesn't get as much notice as he should, mainly because they have the Defensive Player of the Year, and that's Nick Bosa on the team. But Fred Warner has been and is the best middle linebacker in football and honestly has been for probably a couple years now. He's incredible. He is absolute lights out in coverage. Uh, he absolutely, like, he ran stride for stride with CeeDee Lamb on like a 40-yard play. Uh, and again, people are like, oh, he's an all-pro. Of course he gets his. But it's like, I feel like enough, not enough casual people know how good of a player he is. And I don't like using the word casual, but Fred Warner, amazing player, amazing player. It seems like the 49ers just always have great linebacker after great liner. And Fred Warner just seems to be the next one. Uh, George Kittle, too. On that offense, he had an absolutely incredible one-handed catch. He's just so much fun, man. Every every person who is a fan of the NFL and a fan of football wants someone like George Kittle on their team. Just someone who lives and breathes and dies football. He's just an absolute stud. When he has the ball in his hands, it's great. He's a physical player. He's a great blocker. Can't say enough good things about George Kittle, if we're really being honest. Uh, And yeah, the last, or not, uh, maybe not last note, but we'll just see where I'm going with this. But uh, Trent Williams versus Micah Parsons. I think we only got it for 12 snaps, I believe. And Micah had one pressure. So Trent Williams is fucking fantastic. Micah Parsons had to move over to Mike McGlinchey's side and he blew him up a couple times. Mike McGlinchey is still very good, held his own for the most part, but Micah Parsons can't, like, contend. I I mean, no one can contend with Trent Williams. That man is just a freak, a freak. And that is one thing about the Niners. Every single level of this team, we can just talk about freaks, other than quarterback. Because Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy is still doing it. Ah. We'll talk about their championship game soon enough because, yeah, I this Niners team is good. But let's talk about these dumb, 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 dumb Dallas Cowboys. What are we doing? What, like, Mike McCarthy, you big, dumb, bozo clown of a man... What the hell was that last play? If you didn't watch, it was Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott was snapping the ball to Dak in shotgun with everyone spread out wide. There was six seconds left. Play gets snapped. Zeke gets absolutely blown up by whoever that was rushing. Uh, Dak throws it quick. And then that guy gets blown up running a slant and the game's over. There was no laterals. There was no effort to do anything else I don't know what the point of anything was but 
mind-blowingly bad. That's probably the worst play I have ever seen anyone run in the NFL. Uh, I saw Pat McAfee tweet that, I mean, his play that the Colts ran where I think he was behind center and they were supposed to punt, but that play was never supposed to be snapped, and it did. This was an intentional play. Mike McCarthy actually ran this to be a working play. This was for the game. This was to tie them up and to go to overtime. And that's the final play that he decided to run. Bonehead move. Bonehead coach. The Cowboys aren't going to move on from him, though. Like, it is what it is. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll just move on. I, Mike McCarthy. What, what else are you going to say? Uh, Dak Prescott, though. What like it's just uh there's a stat Dak Prescott hasn't had a game where he hasn't thrown an interception in back to back games. So he didn't last week, obviously did it this week. Uh I don't know, I'm kinda just out on Dak to be a guy who can take his team to a Super Bowl without a really elite team around him and elite coaching. I think he's a good, he's obviously a good starting quarterback in the NFL, and it is hard to find good quarterback play in the NFL. I mean, there's almost half the teams in the league need a quarterback currently, and there's some Cowboys fans who want to move off of him. First of all, you can't move off of him this year. He's $89 million in dead cap. Uh, there is an out in the contract next year, but again, hard to find good quarterback play, but I don't know. He's just basically Kirk Cousins to me now, where he has his moments where he looks incredible, and then when it matters, he doesn't show up. And it is what it is, but I don't know. Do you want Kirk Cousins as your starting quarterback for however long? I know I don't. So, uh, yeah. And other things. So now going into the offseason, so Tony Pollard did break his leg in this game. So... He's hoping to be back and hopefully be their starting running back because uh, Ezekiel Elliott is willing to take a pay cut to stay, though. That would be a good running back tandem to just keep. Uh, Zeke is honestly smart to take a pay cut. Stay where you've been your whole career. Stay behind that good offensive line. Stay behind. It is a good offensive personnel and a good offensive coach with Kellen Moore, so... He's right to stay there taking a pay cut. Yeah, he's completely overpaid right now. So at least he realizes that, that he wants the better situation over. I mean, no one's going to pay him like the Cowboys do. And Jerry loves him. But uh, my last note for the Cowboys, though, Dan Quinn might be gone uh, this offseason. I mean, he almost got a head coaching job last year. Looks like he might get it this season. That would be a big hit for the Cowboys defense. This is a very talented Cowboys defense, and I'm sure that whoever comes in as defensive coordinator, if Dan Quinn were to take a job, would do a good job, but don't have a lot of faith in Jerry Jones, the general manager. That is for damn sure. So, yeah, the Cowboys just, Cowboys their season. I don't know what else there really is to say. Perfect way to end that season. What a god-awful play call. Okay, let's move on to the championship preview. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, San Francisco, four teams remaining. I have no strong lean in any of these games. 
I think these are the four best teams remaining, and it's like they're the four best teams remaining. It's the playoffs or the four remaining teams, and it's not always the case. Some teams, the better team doesn't always win in the playoffs, but this is the case where I think for the past three months, I've had these four teams in my top five, and I've been saying those top five teams are the elite of the elite. The Bills just lost, obviously. They're not part of that elite anymore, but... These are the four best teams in football. I think they've been the four best teams in football for a while now. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. These are just going to be, it's going to be great matchups. It's going to be close. Um, One thing these teams all have in common is their skill groups are absolutely incredible. I mean, you look at the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, the Niners, CMC, Elijah Mitchell, Kittle, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kansas City with Travis Kelsey, Juju, Tony, MVS, Mecole, Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon. And then you got the Bengals with probably the best group remaining with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon, and Samaj P. Ryan. You got to score points in today's NFL, and all four of these teams can do it in an abundance. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It'll be good. Uh, I guess let's just start with the AFC matchup. Let's start with Kansas City and the Bengals. Can the Bengals get to 4-0 versus Kansas City? Can they win for that fourth straight time? Who's to say they can? Honestly, uh, I don't have a strong lean in this game. The... History is obviously on the Bengals' side, and they're playing great football right now. Uh, Their defense has looked incredible. The offense is still rolling. Uh, But yeah, the Chiefs. The Chiefs at home. Uh, I don't have a lot of questions for the Chiefs. I do have a question about their defense. I don't think their defense is really that good. Uh, But the Bengals' offensive line does have its issues. I don't know if Jonah Williams is going to be back. I mean, he had a dislocated knee. That would be nuts if he played in two weeks, but... Uh, the Kansas City defensive line doesn't really scare me. Like, Chris Jones is phenomenal. He's a top three interior defensive lineman in the league. But Frank Clark, even though he's fourth all-time in career playoff sacks, nuts, but doesn't really worry me. And George Karlaftis is young and doesn't really do much at this point. So, I don't know. I think the Bengals can overcome. Uh, if I have to pick, I am going to pick the Bengals. Just the Chiefs kind of have to prove prove that they can beat the Bengals, and they haven't. So, yeah, I'm on the Bengals. Don't really like it because I think Pat Mahomes is the better quarterback. Obviously, Joe Burrow is elite, but Pat Mahomes is still Pat Mahomes. Even if the Bengals do win this game, it doesn't change my mind that Pat Mahomes isn't the number one quarterback in the NFL with a bullet. So, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. The Chiefs just need to beat the Bengals before I can believe that they can beat the Bengals, as stupid as that is to say. Uh, But, yeah, I guess let's go to the NFC matchup. These are the best two remaining rosters in the NFL. Like, we've talked about it with the Eagles, where I don't have any questions at all, top to bottom, on any of their starting positions. Even they have good depth on the bench. Uh, 
yeah, this is a very good Eagles team. They're playing at home. And then this Niners team, the roster is also loaded. I don't have any questions about anywhere on their team other than the quarterback position. And Brock Purdy has answered every single question thrown his way. He's been great. He's been great over these past two months. No one can say anything else. Uh, And this might be Brock Purdy's final test. Can he go into Philadelphia, go into the link, hostile territory, road playoff game? Can they win? Can the Niners overcome Philly in Philly? I don't know. I truly don't know. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited. I'm obviously cheering for Philly as I have the most money rooted in them. I do have future in the Niners, so at least I'll have one Super Bowl team representing me there for a chance to win money. But I don't know. It's going to be tough for Brock Purdy. I am not doubting Brock Purdy at all. Do I think he can get it done? Of course. Uh, I know Cam is hopeful that Jimmy G will at least be available as a backup. But I think if you're relying on... Jimmy G to come into a playoff game at this point to help you win it, you've already lost. So yeah, let's see if Big Cock Brock can take over the mantle and follow what the Eagles did in 27-18 with Big Dick Nick. Talking all about, yeah, fuck, lots of <laughs> lots of penis puns there. We got the alliteration. Oh god, whatever. <laughs> that was funny, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. It's going to be good. I guess my Super Bowl matchup is now the Eagles and the Bengals, a Bengals team who I doubted immensely going into the year. I mean, I didn't even have them making the playoffs, but I obviously changed my tune very early into the season when I saw how the AFC picture was escaping out. And yeah, the Chiefs, who also had question marks with, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be good. It's going to be good football. Uh, For those still listening, this is my fifth time recording this because I have had issues. So yeah, hopefully this is finally the one. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Cover Zero podcast. Yeah, these championship games I am really, really excited to watch. Hopefully I will be able to watch the Niners game with Cameron. Lucky for me, it's the early game, so that works better with work. Uh, I will be actively rooting against Cameron and all of his hopes and desires this coming week. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, Yeah. We're going to have to have Chibs back on at some point. And Tony might have to make his debut also. Chiefs-Bengals is a big matchup. It's a big matchup in terms of one of the group chats I'm into. God, it's going to be a fun weekend. These games are going to be great. It's going to be a great Super Bowl regardless. I'm just sad the year is coming to an end. I am excited to get into some off-season talk, though, uh, and some off-season shows. We're going to have some... I'm going to have some fun some fun segments for the off-season. I'll share them post-Super Bowl right now, still in football season. It's good. Let's go, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh... But if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.